0: Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, our reading from Hebrews 11 invites us to think about faith, that word of faith. This section of the Bible, Hebrews 11, is often called uh, maybe the hallway of faith or maybe heroes of faith. Sometimes they call it that. It lists out all these people that have these great characters from the Old Testament. These people of faith. Uh, we in the church talk a lot about faith, as we should. We we'll talk about it, give examples about it. Uh, our our theme for our school Word of Life School this year is our faith can move mountains. Okay, that's from Matthew 17. Thinking about faith, it's important for us to think about it. And when we think about these kind of kind of pithy things that we say about faith. It sounds like faith is this powerful force that it can do pretty much anything if you just, what, have faith. Just have faith. I've been guilty of saying that to people in a tough spot. Just have faith. Just have faith. But is that what we're talking about here in Hebrews 11? This idea that you can have this great power of faith to do anything. To do anything to think about these heroes of faith. Faith is important to talk about because everyone, everyone has faith. Everyone has faith. And we think about it as such a powerful thing. When I was a kid, uh, maybe some of you know this uh, little group, is a, kind of like a little traveling Christian roadshow, sideshow kind of thing. They were called the Power Team. Anyone remember them? The Power Team. Maybe you remember them? So what the power team, for those of you who weren't on the know, all right, they were this group of, of men who were hulking kind of guys. They looked like they, all they did was steroids in the gym. Right? That's kind of, these kind of guys, right? You know, And they would come out and say, you just have to have faith. And right? faith, you can do all things. All, in faith, all things are possible. And so what they would do, the all things they would show of power would be, you know, take a big steel bar and they would bend it around their head, all right? Uh, they would take phone books and rip them in half. Look how strong we are. You know, phone books, all right? That was these books that had everyone's phone number, All right, You don't know, okay? Um, and they would rip them in half. Or they would take, I remember this one, they would take this huge block of ice and then sma- take it on their forehead and someone with a sledgehammer would smash it on the ice, you know, kind of thing. And they'd say, if you have faith, you could do these kind of things. Okay. (laughs) That's what we think often when we say faith is powerful. Is that really what we're talking about here? We think about faith. See, all people have faith. And and, and whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're religious or not, whether you have any kind of spiritual uh, thing at all, everyone's got faith because what faith is, in the Bible, the only place that ever defines faith is in Hebrews 11, verse 1. All over the Bible, you give examples of faith. It, gives, it describes kind of what faith is like and what it can do and those kind of things. But Hebrews 11, verse 1, we had that last week was our reading. And it's the only place in Scripture that defines what faith is. And there the writer of Hebrews says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. See, that's not really religious, okay? That's for everyone. Everyone has faith because everyone has some substance, right? They have something that they're hoping for, and they have the substance of that hope, and everyone's got evidence for things they don't yet see. Everyone does. Faith is that thing that shapes the way you live today. So whatever you think about, you know, stock markets, okay, that's going to shape the way you handle maybe your investments if you're wealthy enough for that. <laughs> right? uh, if Whatever you think about the future is going to maybe shape maybe the house you buy. It'll shape maybe the job that you go and get. Uh, it'll shape what kind of education you want to get thinking about the future. Okay? So everyone, everyone, has thoughts about that. Everyone's got thoughts about the future and everyone Uh, shapes their life based on what they think is going to happen in the future. And so these heroes of faith, here in Hebrews 11, we call them heroes of faith because the way that they lived based on the way they were expecting God to act in the future. So that's why we call them heroes of faith. For how you see and feel about the things that are around you is not really a response to the way things are around you. It's about the way you think things will end up being. What the future can be. See, the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, not one of them received the promise. All right, that's what the writer says. Not one received the ultimate promise that was made to them. But yet still they lived in faith. They died not having received it. Yet they still, in faith, changed their behavior, changed what they did, changed their lives, because they got their thinking to line up with God's thinking. All of our growth and transformation as Christians is getting our faith, getting that substance of things we hope for, getting that to line up with the truth of God. So here's the question, trying to get our thinking lined up with the truth of God— is maybe there is some problem in your life, some pain that won't go away. And so, in faith, you have this substance of things hoped for. You're hoping for it all to be, go right, it all to get better, for there to be healing. That's what you're hoping for. God tells us to do that. Okay? And so, that's what you're doing. But it seems like it's just not changing. You do all the things you think, well, this is the right thing to do. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But it seems like it's just not changing. What am I doing wrong? That's how we often go, is thinking I'm doing something wrong. Hebrews 11 addresses this paradox of faith. Okay? These two things that ha- can happen at the same time. So the first thing, the first question is thinking about how does faith activate the power of God in our daily life? How does our faith, our substance of things we're hoping for, how does that change our life so that we can bring God's great and supernatural power to bear today. And we need that. I don't care how great your life is, we all, all need that. And then the other question is, how is faith manifested in our lives? How do we endure in patience and enjoy and show the, the bigness of God, the greatness of God when his supernatural power doesn't, actually come to bear in our life. And both of those are in Hebrews 11. Both of them are there. We like the first, okay? We like to talk all about the first, all about how God is going to bring great change in your life and you're going to get blessings from God. We like to talk about that because that's fun to talk about. But we don't like the second because that's a lot harder. And because you think, well, how can those two things happen at the same time? How can we hold those in balance together? And so that's what I want us to try to deal with today, to hold both of those things as true, that God can bring real change in our life, but also that we learn, and by faith, how to endure when it doesn't happen. So one, it does look like deliverance. Faith looks like deliverance, and it looks like supernatural intervention. It looks like God prospering his people And showing off his might to the world. And doing it in the lives of his people. So we're going to go through the whole uh, chapter, if you had your Bible out, right? Maybe on your app, right? You can look that up. Hebrews 11. And you kind of go through the whole list, and you see these people like Enoch. Enoch, in faith, didn't die. The Bible tells us you can get two that never died, Enoch and Elijah. So faith, according to God, faith has the power to deliver you from death. It's, it has that power. It has that power. Uh, we think about Noah. Noah was spared from the judgment of God. And so faith can help you be protected. Uh, we see the Israelites, they were, their firstborn sons were spared by the uh, angel of death at Passover. It seems like faith, faith has the power to bring uh, deliverance. Uh, the Israelites walked around the city of Jericho and the walls came down. Faith, faith has the power to tear down the strongholds of the enemy. Abraham was an old man, childless, and looked like he was cursed by God. Yet in his old age he received a son and became the father of many. Rahab, okay, Rahab, she was, uh, she was spared. She was the enemy of the people of Israel, She was a prostitute, okay, strike two. (laughs) It looked like she was the scum of the earth. But in faith, in faith, she became in the line of Jesus. Looks like faith, faith has the power to change your identity. Faith has the power to change who you are. That's what St. Paul says when he says, In Christ you are a new creation. That's what faith does. All the others, it kind of goes to the writer says, all the others, they brought justice to where there was injustice. They gained what was promised by faith. The mouths of lions were shut. By faith, uh, the flame was quenched. By faith, women received back their dead. I mean, this is victory, right? With a capital V kind of victory. And we need a faith that sees that God can do that in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus would go around and from time to time people wouldn't get healed. They wouldn't get healed because Jesus says you just didn't have faith that sees. You didn't have a faith that could see that God could do this. And so we need to have a faith that sees. A faith that that have that substance of things hoped for. That God can really do something. That faith can, can bless your home. It can bless your family. It can bring health. It can bring prosperity. To have a heroic Faith. Trust that 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 can happen. But also in Hebrews 11, we see the other side. The balance part, the paradox of this. We need reality. Okay, let's deal with some reality here. And the Bible is about reality. And so here in Hebrews 11, we get this dose of reality. You know, if we only stayed in the power and thinking, well, that if in faith you're going to have all these wonderful things happen, it's easy for us to become callous against other people when they look at their life and it looks like things are just kinda of going downhill and we can be callous towards them. See, not only does faith bring this kind of power, but sometimes faith brings pain. Sometimes faith brings suffering. So again, we kinda of go through this list, we see Abel, Abel. Faith, he had the greater faith in Cain, but what did it get Abel? Got killed. (laughs) He got killed by his own brother, for it. Uh, We can think about, you know, again, uh, this. If, if if, let's imagine Moses's parents talking to Adam and Eve and saying, "Hey, you just didn't have enough faith. We got our, we had great faith, and our son was protected. Where was your faith? You see, that is not how it works." Or we think about Abraham. Abraham, yes, he did receive that piece of the promise from God to receive his son in his old age. But what did faith also lead Abraham to do? It led him to leave his family, to leave his home and his wealth and his everything. He became a nomad. He wandered the the, the land. It it, it caused him a lot of suffering, faith did. It, it, It led him to even to try to, by God's command, to offer up his only son. And a sacrifice. Or you think about Moses. Okay, Moses, yeah, he was protected as a child, as an infant, but when he was older, faith led him to leave the house of Pharaoh and to to leave all of that glory and power. He gave it up because of faith. Faith is dangerous. It's dangerous. Too often we think faith is comfortable. Oh, you know, it's gonna—it's gonna soothe my soul, kind of thing, and it'll make life easier for me if I just, you know, just have faith. <laughs> life will be going well for me. See, the paradox of Christian faith is that in life there is death, and that is heroic. In faith, they have hope. They have hope not just in this life, but in a life to come. They saw that they were strangers. What made them heroic, faithful people is they knew I'm a stranger on this earth. And I have another home. See, we think that this is all you get. Well, I'm going to end up being, have to claw to everything and cling to everything and hold on to everything. I'll never take any risk, right? Because this is all there is. I think the pie is only so big and i got to get my piece, even if it means you don't get yours. If I think this is all there is. But these heroes of faith, they realize that this life is a prelude to what has come, to what will come from God. What led them to do it is because they were listening to another voice, a faith that goes beyond this world, and that's why they lived otherworldly. They longed for a better country, a heavenly one. So sometimes faith gives you riches, and when that happens, we praise God from whom all blessings flow, right? Right? Sometimes faith does do that, but sometimes faith calls you to leave your riches and to leave it all. And both of those are heroic, because they're both from the same faith. Sometimes it brings protection and provision, and sometimes it causes us to lose it all. We can be prosperous or not. It can make us to be the most despised person in the world. And if you don't believe me, just ask Jesus. How did it end up for him, his faith? So what should we do? Okay, what now what? Now what? Well, the writer of Hebrews says, well, now what is? So since you're surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, since you've got all these heroes of faith that have come before you, that you can look at their life and how they have dealt with things when it went well and when it didn't, and how they did that in faith, what can we do? Well, we can run with endurance. We can go with endurance and look before us, Jesus. Jesus, who is our author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy of having you, the the joy of being with you forever, for the joy of giving you his life, he endured the shame of the cross. He became the weakest and the most shameful. He endured what looked the least heroic, the least powerful. He became a curse on the tree of the cross. And there he turned everything upside down. All ways of thinking about things. It's there on the cross we see the greatest paradox of faith. But also the greatest power of faith. It's power that's not in bending bars of steel. It's power not in breaking blocks of ice. Okay? It's a power. A power that brings real change into our real life. To heal everything and to bring heaven to earth. This is our faith, our hope, that the true of Savior and Lord Jesus Christ himself will come and change all that is weak and frail, and he will bring his final fulfillment of his promise, that we have in reality what we can only see by eyes of faith. But you only see by eyes of faith today, that we will one day have that very substance of the things that we are hoping for. And the thing that we do not yet see. That he will transform the entire world to be full of his glory, so that every eye would see it. And it'd be full of his life, full of his power. And so if this is your hope, that's your hope, then you are a hero of faith. You can list yourself in that same list of all these other heroes of faith. And so you can press on no matter what happens. You can because you can see the substance of things that you are hoping for and the evidence of what, the things you do not yet see. And you can trust that in the end, Jesus will bring his life and his rule and his kingdom to bear on this earth, and that includes you. And he will build his kingdom through you. And he will change every aspect of our life, beginning even today. And so we have this faith, the very substance of the things that we hope for. The restoration of all. Beginning right here, right now. And it will change then the way that we live today. Whether faith brings that supernatural power of God to change things today, or... It is through the way that we endure with patience and with joy. And we're able to show how great and how big God is when those things don't happen. Either way, either way, we run. We run this race of life looking only to Jesus. Not looking at what lies behind, not looking at others and what might be happening for them. But only looking to Jesus, who for the joy of having you endured all things so that you can have his life, now and forever. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds in this true faith until life everlasting. Amen. Amen.